What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And I am back with my top five bets for the week uh, in the world of mixed martial arts. And you know what? We had a great week last week. The flyer hit. Jake Hadley got a submission uh, plus 550. Um... My two bets from Cage Warriors hit, so great week. Three out of the five hit, but when you get a plus 550, you don't really need anything else. So I've gone back to the well for Cage Warriors this weekend. I have two bets from Cage Warriors and three bets from the big UFC card. But we also have KSW this weekend. I'll hit on that at the end of the show uh, and tell you a few of the bets I like there. And obviously with the preview coming up, uh, it'll probably be out maybe already by this stage of uh, KSW and Cage Warriors together. So you can get an even further look at that um please bet responsibly though i must say that before uh we uh we get into this don't go you know don't go mad don't bet too much especially you know a big ufc week come up we, we can sometimes tend to go overboard so uh, you know bet responsibly have fun with it this is this is a fun betting show this is not you know this is <laughs> this is not one of the crazy ventures out there where we're going into every you know we're like this is an MMA fans betting show this is not a, a betting experts betting show I throw out some of the bets I like and uh, you see if you like them too but very interesting um before we get into it, actually, there was a bit of, I suppose, betting controversy in news uh, this weekend. Uh, there has been um, an investigation open. I know people saw it uh, into the uh, the Derek Minor fight. Um, it was funny because I actually wasn't watching the fights live, and I went back and I was watching afterwards. Um, and there was obviously a little bit of line movement, and then the fight went the way it went, where he looked injured. And it's, look, we spoke about this a few weeks ago. And I, uh, it it feels like it's so quickly come around in like two weeks time that it's it, it's it's crazy. Like, cause you know, there's the whole uh, all the corners and fighters being stopped from betting on the fights. Then there is uh, you know all this. I suppose this lack of talk about it. Usually, look. Usually, when things happen like that, right? Everyone's either given out about it or everyone is like uh, <laughs> in agreement with it, you know? And there, there's very rarely a case where those two things don't happen. Or else, you know, some people like it, some people hate it. I haven't seen much reaction to this at all. Now, I saw a few people making jokes. I saw one fighter saying, someone must have seen my parallels and, <laughs> and uh, 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 you know, and, and made betting illegal. But I, I find it very odd. And I, just, I, I, I wonder why that is with this. Now, I, I think it's mostly like, because people are probably betting and not, you know, setting up fights or anything like that. But, don't want to like stop doing it and think maybe they oh can we can we continue to get away with doing it like a few bets like putting on a tenner in the weekend or something I I don't know maybe that is but this this situation that came up it's it's a very odd one I'm looking forward to hearing what the investigation comes out with uh the the fight any look I'll put it to you this way the fight looked odd. But is it odd because something happened, or is it odd because of the injury? Now, fights can look odd because of the injury. Look at the TJ Dillashaw fight the other day. I don't think anyone thinks there was any match fixes or anything in that. But 
because of the injury, it looked very weird. Like if you didn't realize he had the injury, or if you know you were in the crowd, maybe like what's what's going on here? Like it, it can look at now that can happen, or it can be the other way around. We'll see, I suppose. But um, I think it's an interesting thing, obviously, to mention here, and it's something I'll mention again when maybe the investigation comes out, or when uh, you know when we get results from that, because you know this is a Ben show, and we should look at all sides of betting on this show as well. I feel because I don't want to uh, not cover things that are are important, especially. When uh, you know when people are betting and when they're putting their hard-earned money on it, so um, absolutely we'll keep an eye on that, and I will touch on it again when there is a bigger update on that. But let's get into the bets and uh, let's get straight to it. I'm going to give my two Cage Warriors bets first, and then I'm going to give my two uh, UFC bets. Now, if you're only here for the UFC, don't forward yet because you can make the same amount of Cage Warriors uh, money from Cage Warriors as you can from the UFC, and I got two from two from Cage Warriors last week. So not too well. Actually, sorry, I'm not going. I make a mistake and give him one from Cage Warriors and one from KSW and one from Cage Warriors. I actually I had two from Cage Warriors. <coughs> we we'll get to that in a second. I back, kind of backed out of one. Uh, so yeah, one from Cage Warriors, one from KSW. Um, first one from Cage Warriors. So, and I'm going for Maniac Pan plus two forty against Samuel Bark. Now Maniac Pan's um, was supposed to fight someone. Bark was supposed to fight someone. And both those fights fell out. So as Cage Warriors always do, they do a great job of matchmaking. Indians fantastic. They put the two lads together and made a better fight. And this is, oh my god, uh, forget about betting for a second. You need to watch this fight because this is fight of the weekend material. Genuinely, even okay, maybe Parry and 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 uh, uh, Chandler, but honestly, it could be. This is brilliant. You have two. Strikers who are going to go out and strike. Like I, I really don't see much wrestling here. I don't see much grappling here. This is going. This is a guaranteed strike match. I think. So you've Bark, who came out last time and looked so good, um, uh, in his fight against Tobias Herrera, where he came in on short notice. He was the underdog. He's only what five fights into his career at that stage, and. Uh, and knocked out Harilla with a massive knee that he has been. Myself and Brad did the previous show before that, and we were saying, like, this lad throws knees, and if he catches Harilla one of them, he will, he will beat him. And it wasn't that he just caught him. He was the better fighter on the night, you know? And then you look at Maniac Pan. He's only 4-1, and one, so both of them very young in their careers. But, like, if you look at some of the wins he's had, spinning wheel kick the last time, he like, a few times he's been taken down, the fight's gone to the ground, and he's won one by a triangle choke, knocked out Ben Ellis in the first round, Ben Ellis, who is a very good wrestler. Now, so the, the price here, plus 240 for Manny Akpen. You're probably thinking, why, why, why is that price so big? And honestly... I think the price... Here's why I tell you the price is so big. I think the price is so big because Bark has beaten Harilla, who is known as someone who's so very, very good. And Bark has like this... You know, he's a very, very uh, good Mai Tai background from all accounts. And he's, you know, a high-level striker in the way he strikes. And look, if you give me the bottom straight up, I would probably go for Bark to win the fight because... I, he can he turn it into like a straight kickboxing match where his striking becomes more you know more fluid and more useful. I was going to say yes. I actually don't know. I, I don't. Maybe I wouldn't pick him straight up. <laughs> I I believe in Manny Akpan. I really like him. I saw Manny Akpan's first fight. I think as a, as a pro, and from that day forward, I'm like this guy. This guy is the answer. This guy is legit, and he really is. But he is. You know, look at the lads behind me there, Wonderboy, Anderson Silva. He's from their ilk. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as they were acting like that. Now, maybe he will. But he is a wild striker. He's win by spinning wheel kick. 
throws big kicks, throws big punches, has good cardio. Even when he's taken down, he can get he's dangerous on the ground, but he can get taken back up. Uh, he can get back. He taken back up. He taken back up. That's a new one. That's a, that's a new friend. He can get back up and he can win the fight again. Um, and like thinking about it again now, let's say Bart does try to push him into that. Uh, supposed straight up Muay Thai or kickboxing match where he has a massive chance to win. It's, it's like, I think that's going to be a very hard thing to do against Manny Akpan. Like he's going to step back, step sideways and throw a big wheel kicks at you or throw a flying knee of his own at you. And like I, I really think this plus 240 bet is, is such a good price in a fight that's going to be a striking matchup. Like no one wants to strike with Manny Akpan. The problem is no one wants to strike with Park either. So <laughs> it is it is one of those to be fair. But I um I really like it. I really like this price. I don't think you're going to get a better... Uh, let's say, we, we talked about a f- uh, one of the fights last week. And I remember saying on it, and I think it was a Marco Madsen fight. So you, you'll either get this price double the next time, or you'll never get this price again. And I don't think it's necessarily the case you get it double next time, but like, you'll never get this price again. If Manny Akpen wins this fight, Cage Warriors title contention, UFC. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this is... A massive turning point to Manny Appen's career. If he can win this fight, he'll be in the UFC, I think, in 2023. I, I, I truly believe that. Because if he beats Bark in the way he can beat him, there are many lads there at the top of that division who I think will, will hold Manny Appen back. And maybe it'll be 2024 because he's still young in his career and everything like that. But uh, honestly, I believe in him and I believe in his striking and I think he's going to land a big, big strike here and, uh, and get the knockout. So, very interesting fight. One of the fights of the weekend, if you're tuning in uh, for, for Cage Wires, definitely tune in for that one. Uh, we'll talk more about Cage Wires in a few minutes, but yeah, that's my first bet of the week. Second bet of the week, uh, I am going for, as I said, over to KSW, uh, and I'm going for Tom Breeze, who I see here is actually minus 143. Now, he was minus 180 during the week. I see him one place, he's still minus 180, but minus 143 here, which is an absolutely... I think just a fantastic price on uh, on Tom Breeze. You know, he obviously he's coming over now, and this is his oh, Jesus. What is his third fight uh, back over in uh, outside of the UFC? Yeah, and, and he's done. You know, he's done absolutely phenomenal work uh, in in his time there. He he's looked so good in KSW. Looked so efficient in everything he's done. Looked confident. And you know, with Tom Breeze, I don't think anyone has ever questioned his ability. You know, and you know, he's spoken about himself. Obviously, the you know, he's had I suppose mental issues, even backstage with the, the mentality of the fight, just getting into the fight, getting into that mode. I suppose, which is a very understandable thing. And I remember saying at the time, is like I'd love to see Tom Breeze getting a run in, say, like a KSW or a Cage Warriors or somewhere like that, getting ten fights even. And then going back to that level because I think he's well able to fight at that level. I really do think he's well able to fight on that level, and uh, I'm glad he's getting this run. But this fight this weekend against Pavel Pavlak, uh, look Pavlak. If, if you haven't seen him fight, I, I watched a good bit of him before uh, preparing for this in the preview. Obviously, he's very active on the outside, very varied. Loves to turning kicks, front kicks. Um, the one thing I would say with him, and we, look, we know how Tom Breeze fights. Very good power striker, straight one-twos down the middle, and brilliant BJJ if the fight hits the ground. I think Palak, uh, Pavlak throws too much. I really do. I just, I just think so, certain fighters, you know, and this is at middleweight, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it? 
certain fighters at certain weights they do too much I always thought Jack Hermanson is a very dangerous fighter in the first like round and a half because he throws so much but after that it's like and, and he's at uh, he's a middle or welter in middle any welterweight yeah I just I don't know what those sort of way you can do that at the lighter weights like a Demetrius Shanson or, or a one twenty five or can throw as much as they want and keep going. I, I now some welterweights obviously and, and others can do it as well. We saw Cam Velasquez doing it heavyweight, but that's a special type of fighter. Um, now is Pav like that, and can he do that against someone like Tom Breeze? I, I honestly I, I don't I don't think so. I really, really don't think so. He, like, he makes that... Okay, here's two things, right? He makes the fight hard on you, but if you're an experienced guy like Tom Breeze is, you're going to be able to deal with that. Let's be honest. You've seen everything in MMA. You've seen people throwing, you know, this and this and this, going with pressure or going off the back foot. You, you know how to deal with pressure in the fight, you know, pressure as in, like, forward motion. You know how to deal with that if you're Tom Breeze. And... If you can deal with him making the fight hard on you, then what comes is him making the fight hard on himself. Because he throws so much and he leaves himself so open that if a person can deal with all the, the shots coming and counter them, he's just open for counters over and over and over again. And I think that'll be the case against Tom Breeze. Like, I I, I think, uh, like, minus 180, I was given the bet. It's gone down to minus 143 now and in another place it's opened. Honestly, if this was minus 250, I think I would have given it. <laughs> I really fancy Tom Breeze in this fight. I think it's a, it's a great matchup for him. Uh, not to say that Pavlak is a bad fighter or anything. I think he will beat most people with that ability that he has. But Tom Breeze, no, I, I don't think so. Like, now, Tom Breeze isn't always at his best. We are, we, I have to say that too. He isn't always at his best. But if he's anywhere approaching his best, I think this is a a walkaway fight for him, really. I think it's a very, very good fight for Tom Breeze, uh, and I do think he win it. You know, fighting out of Team Renegade, that gym is is going so well at the moment. You know, obviously, Leon Edwards is the champion. Fabian won against Charlie Ward last week. Jai Herbert came in with a win. I think uh, Ian Gary was even training there recently, I think. So, um, yeah, the, the gym is in a very good spot at the moment, and, uh, yeah, Tom Breeze is, uh, is one of my bets for the week. So, uh, third bet for the week. Third bet for the week. Um... Uh, you know, this is an interesting one. So my, my third bet for the week, I'm going for the under in Carla Esparza versus Zhang Weili. Um, <laughs> uh, the under 4.5 rounds. And I'm going for... Um, and it's minus 115. Minus 115 for the under. Now, uh, the reason I went for this, I, want, I wanted to get a bet for one of the title fights. And I was looking through it. And we got through the, the rest of the betting, I suppose, for it um, afterwards. But I just... <laughs> I feel like there's always value to find in one of these fights just by knowing, like if you can, if you can decipher what the result will be and decide on it and go, okay, I look at that. What's the price in that? Let's say, oh, so my, my deciphering of what the result will be, I think Zhang will finish the fight. I really think she will. The, the price for the KO wasn't great. Is she going to submit her? Probably not. I don't think. Um, no, you're, and then you're getting into like picking rounds. When's she going to do it? How is she going to do it? Like, I think it's, I, I, I see two options in this fight, right? I see Zhang either going in there and absolutely overwhelming Esparza early and finishing her in the first round, um, and that would be would have been a possible flyer. Um, and the second part I see is okay. There's actually three options. That's one option. The section second option is 
Zhang beats her and beats her and beats her over in maybe two or three rounds. Esparza hangs in there tough, but eventually it's just too much damage and she finished. And the third option is for like the first two or three rounds, Esparza either manages to get a couple of takedowns or she manages to stay really far away from her. One of those two options. So I think, or one of those three options, I think either way, either of those three ways, I think Esparza gets finished. I really do. I, I think Zhang is just going to have too much for her. If she stays safe, I think Zhang is going to find ways of getting inside and she's going to have a lot of power and cardio left late. If she comes out early and lands a lot of shots, I think she'll finish her. And if she's winning the fight and landing her shots a lot and as far as it survives and survives and survives, I think she'll end up finishing her too. So the under four and a half rounds at minus 115, I think that's very, very good. It's better than the price as well for the fight to... Uh, uh, to not go to a decision obviously we'll, we'll, we'll get to that and we'll have a look at it in a second but I I really like that bet honestly like if you're to look at the fight again in, in a bit more detail maybe like does Carla Sparza have a chance of winning like does she have any chance of winning like she does I, I think it's very unfair to say she doesn't like can, could you see a world in which Carla Sparza wrestles Zhang Weili early and often I, I I wouldn't show her the disrespect to say no she can't do that. I, I think she could do that, yeah. And like would I be shocked? I, I probably would be shocked, yeah. But I wouldn't be too surprised, you know? <laughs> We've seen a lot of MMA. Is that a thing like <clears throat> sometimes we look at Carla Esparza and it, it feels like people completely disrespect her like she's been a champion twice in that division okay one was early but then she worked her way back and okay the, the fight to win it was a dud a literal dud of a fight but still she got to that fight and didn't get destroyed by Rosanam Yunus now I don't think the same fight can materialize against Zhang I don't think Zhang will allow a dud to happen like you know Rose kind of did or Rose Adesanya as I like to call her sometimes but we'll get to Adesanya but uh, I, I don't think Zhang will allow that to happen but there are other ways. Like, coming into the fight against uh, Rose, everyone was saying, like, okay, can she take Rose down, stay on top of her for five rounds and win the fight that way? And that didn't materialize. So now we've kind of forgotten that as an option for her to win. Where it definitely is. It definitely is an option for her to win. So I I don't think that will happen. And now maybe if she does and she takes her down and maybe submits her or something, this bet is still good. You know, this bet is still good. So it's either of them to win um, in under four rounds at minus 115. Look, it's it, 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 is it an interesting fight. I, I don't think so, because I do think Zhang will win. Can you can you make yourself interested in it by talking about the possible integers? Probably. And that's what we, that's what we probably should be doing, you know, as, as like fans or as, as betters. That's what we probably should be doing. But, you know, my job, I suppose, as a, a media member is to break it down that way and give all sides and then find, I suppose, a conclusion. And my conclusion is that I think this fight will end and I think uh, I think Jang will be the one ending it. So there you go. Right. Bet number four for the week. Uh, I've gone for the Chandler Poirier one and I've sat in the fence on this again. And I've gone for a bet I don't think many people will be going for this week, but I've gone for Chandler versus Poirier to go to a decision at plus 195. Now, I couldn't... I, I saw that price, and I was looking at the other prices in the fight, and honestly, that's the price for me. That I think that's the best bet in this fight. Now, 
because it's plus 195. And I think the fact it's plus 195 is the way the ball lads have been fighting recently. But I just have an awful feeling. I spoke about this in a podcast this week. Um, that Michael Chandler mightn't be as crazy as he was in his first few fights in the UFC. Like, it feels like Michael Chandler has said to himself, right, look, I've had a great career in Bellator. I've won all, all the championships and everything in Bellator. You know, he, he was the lad who was saying, people used to come up to him and say, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a MMA fighter. And he goes, oh, you're in the UFC. Who you? And then he got, no, no, I'm in Bellator. Which is unfair on Bellator and very bad to Bellator who treated him very, very well. But that's how he felt. You know, and I think he was being honest there. And I feel like when he's come into the UFC, he has tried to um, be as memorable and as exciting as he possibly can be. If he gets him a title, all well and good. If it doesn't, people will remember him anyway. And I think that has been a pretty effective uh, way of fighting for him. But the problem with that is you look at Michael Chandler's record, right, in the UFC. And he's beaten Dan Hooker and the ghost of Tony Ferguson. Lost to Gaethje and Oliveira. All very, you know, good fights and, you know, two good wins and, and two losses that I, I don't think many people will give out about. But you'll go to Sherdong and you look at that and you go, ah, sure, Chase, the only, you know, who's he beat in the UFC? No one really, you know? That will happen in future. That will happen in future, right? And I think, you know, Tony Ferguson, obviously, if you look at the name, it'll be a very good win, but I don't think people will kind of forget what Tony Ferguson was at that stage of his career. But if you beat Dustin Poirier right now, you know, obviously coming off of, okay, he lost to whoever he lost to, but he beat McGregor twice before that. He's probably been in the form of his career over the last, what, three years or so. If you beat Poirier now, that everything changes there, right? Everything changes. Also, Michael, I don't think Michael Chandler is a stupid guy. And Poirier is maybe the hardest you have put him up there with McGregor probably the hardest hitting guy in that division he hits so hard he hits really really hard do you really want to go into that sort of fight with Dustin Barrier where you're you're going toe to toe I um, you know I don't I, I don't think Michael uh, Michael Chandler's a stupid man I really really don't um and I I feel like he's going to fight a little bit more conservatively and I feel like Poirier will actually want that fight as well. I don't think Poirier is going to want a war here. If if he's handed a war, he'll take a war. I think he'll have no problem with it. But I don't I don't think he will want a war here. So I have a feeling it might be... It's going to be a good fight. But I feel like it might not be the war that people are actually expecting. And if it is, it could still go to a decision. So I like this one to go a little bit longer. Plus one nine five, I think that's a good bet. Okay, so the fifth bet of the week, the flyer of the week. Um, I am going for this. now. When flyers were originated, this this is what a flyer was intended to be. So I'm going for Israel Adusanya to win by submission at plus sixteen hundred. Now, this is a flyer of on all fire. We were, okay, I went crazy. I got the flyer last week. I feel like I have some flyer petrol in the engine that I can use up, you know, <laughs> over the next few weeks. I'm going to give a few wild ones here. And look, this is certainly a wild one. Now, here's my thinking. Right. 
I think Israel Adesanya is a guy, and I, I saw him actually doing an interview, I think it was with Ariel, I, I saw some quotes up from it, uh, and he was saying that, uh, oh, after the last fight, people were uh, criticising me for being boring, and I went in and I cried in the dressing room afterwards, Um he was like, oh, kind of never again, and it was all down to, he said at first it was on him, uh, and only him, and then he was blaming MMA Lab and Jared Kennedy. Oh, they had they were you know prepared so well and all of this. And then he was kind of saying, "Never again, you know, never again." And like, you know, I'm saying never again. Like the last time I said never again, you know, fool me once, you're not gonna fool me twice, kind of job. But I here's the thing with that, right? Israel Adesanya talks and talks and talks, but he always fights the way he wants to fight. And I give him. I give him mad respect for that. You know, I really do. I give, I give him respect for that. Even though I don't think it's going to um, make him the superstar, I think he could be. But anyway, we have another podcast about that. We'll leave that. So I think Adesanya is uh, against um, against Pereira is going to fight the um, easiest fight that he can fight, right? He's going to make it look as easy as he possibly can. Now, I suppose most people would think fighting from the outside and trying to stay away from Pereira as much as possible is is the way to do that. And it, it could be. But it always gives Pereira a chance if you do that. I think the way it could be done is if he fights from the outside a lot and then tries to wrestle. See Francis Ngannou versus uh, Cyril Gagne. That sort of thing. Like, I could see that fight materializing here and then is he standing up afterwards and go francis my brother this is this is this is well, you you inspired me to do that. i could really see that happening i could honestly really see that happening and if that does happen you know my, my good friend andrew mcgahan's always talking he's been betting on adesanya to win by submission for the last five years apparently adesanya has, has good jiu-jitsu and things like that does he probably have a better ground game in jiu-jitsu than Pereira? i'd say he probably does i think most people will probably acknowledge him like, if you want, what's the, okay? You're looking at look at forget about Adesanya. Look at someone else. What's the best way to beat Pereira? What's the best way to beat him? Going to strike him with him, playing a safe long game with him. No, I don't, wrestling him is is the way to beat him. And why should that be any different for Adesanya? Like, it, it is different for Adesanya because he's a very very good striker, absolutely. But what if? He can use the striking to set up the wrestling. What if the striking isn't going well? Is he going to turn to wrestling then and try to get him to the ground? I I think he could. I think he could. Like, as well, the way he lost to Jan Blachowicz, I think he's going to want to improve that side of his game. And I bet you he has been improving that side of his game for the last couple of years and maybe he'll want to show it. So, now, is this the most likely outcome? It's plus 1,600, so absolutely no, it's not the most likely outcome. But the flyer is never the most likely outcome. You know? The flyer is the flyer. And Adesanya plus 1600. As a flyer. Let's go. Let's let's do it. Okay, uh, let's uh let's have a look through the bet so and uh you know maybe decide on, on a couple of other ones before we uh before we go. Um let's start and have a look at uh, Cage Warriors. So there's two title fights on the Cage Warriors card. First of all, Christian Leroy Duncan minus 500 against plus 375. Um, Marion Dimitrov. Look, I, I think Duncan will win that fight, but I wouldn't be betting him at that price. If I had to bet one of them, I would definitely be betting Dimitrov. Very, very good fighter. Uh, that plus 375 price, uh, 
I think it probably should be closer to plus maybe 275, if I'm being honest. I do think Christian Leroy Duncan will win the fight, but I, I definitely wouldn't be taking that price there. The other title fight, uh, Jimmy Wallhead against uh, Matthias Figlak, uh, minus 265 for Figlak, plus 205 for Wallhead. Just about right, I would say, maybe. Maybe if I was to pick one at those prices, I would probably go for Wallhead. Uh, but I don't like taking the, the minus prices, but mm, it's just about right. I do think Figlack will win, but I think Wallhead is not without a chance. I really do think he's not without a chance, and I think he's uh, going to put up uh, a very, very good fight there, and I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. Uh, and, you know, if the winner fights Reese McGee or maybe Reese goes to the, the UFC, we'll see. Um, you know, you have Auburn Elliott coming up, you have James Sheehan, and you have others as well uh, in that division. Very, very interesting to see how they go. Um, some good up-and-comers, especially from um, next gen Paddy Pimdis gym over in Liverpool. Adam Cullen, he's minus 800. Uh, Luke Riley, he's minus... Sorry, they're both minus 900 now, actually. I was looking at them last night. I was going to give them as a double, but it only came out to, like, minus 350 or something, and that was at minus 800, so it's probably more than that. But, look, if you have an accumulator or something, throw them into it. I think that's not necessarily uh, a bad price at all. And then, obviously, the, the Maniac Pambet that we gave. Um, he's actually out to plus 250 now, interestingly enough. Out to plus 250 is Maniac Band. So that's even better, you know. Keep going out and out and out. It'll be, uh, it'll be even better. Uh, KSW, then. Um, some very good fights this weekend. Uh, Saladin Paranas against Sebastian Orkovsky. For the interim lightweight title, Parnas going up, and he's a minus 500, minus 450 some places. Uh, favorite plus 350 for Rakowski. Mm, you know, Rakowski isn't without a chance either, I don't think. But look, Parnas is the guy everyone talks about, and he is a very, very good fighter. Uh, that's a fight I would probably avoid in the betting, I think. Uh, a fight I don't, uh, <laughs> that I think is very interesting. Adrian Bartkinski against Christian Kazabowski. Well, I've gone back and watched both of them this week. Plus 325 for Christian. Uh, Bartkowski minus 450. So Bartkowski is this 12 and 0 massive prospect coming through. And honestly, here, this is, this is a bit critical now. Uh, I don't think he's as good as people make out i i honestly i i don't i don't think he's i i don't think he's as good a prospect as a 12 and all prospect who's on the verge of fighting for a title uh would suggest i i, I don't so uh let, let's see plus 320 i i go for kasabowski at plus 320 there now i might be wrong i might be wrong but let's see uh obviously breezem and and um pavlak we've we've talked about that interesting fight anton rakic this is actually coming in the betting a little bit he's minus 110 uh sorry plus 110 rakic georgia minus 138 interesting one there very interesting probably henry fedipe against albert ozimskovsky uh, i i didn't watch a lot of albert i was talking to my, my guy sean dinny and he was telling me this is a this is a very very good fighter um and the, the price are kind of switched here. One place he's the favourite, the other place Henry's the favourite. Henry fighting out of Ireland. Uh, he hasn't been fighting much over the last few years, Henry. And, you know, he was kind of in and out of the game there. Mm, not to go against an Irish guy here, but I'd probably go for, for Albert in that one, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, some, some interesting fights there over in, uh, uh, over in KSW. Let's go to the UFC. 
um, from Best Fight Odds actually I don't know for some reason it's like down the bottom of the bedding here so just scroll scroll all the way down and you'll find it um, let's go from uh, let's go from maybe the bottom to the top here um, Ulberg minus 117 minus 103 for Nigga Marianu. Uh, I think that's just about right. I like Goldberg, to be honest. Julio Arce is the underdog, plus 170 against Montel Jackson, minus 200. Probably just about right as well. Karolina Kovalkiewicz is on this card against Silvina Gomez-Juarez. Uh, they're about even as well. I see they're both minus 111 in one place here. Carolina just about the favourite in other places. Um, the over in that one is minus 140, and I will take that, please. Thank you very much. Uh, Michael Trezano against Sung Woo Choi. Minus 162 for Choi. Trezano, one, plus 142. You know, toss a coin there. Adam and Knights are against Matt Frivola. I like Adam and there in, in that fight. Minus 117 to minus 103 for Frivola. So very, very close there. Uh, Andre Petrovsky against Wellington Tarman. Well, I've been stung by Wellington, I think, before. He's plus 170 here, so maybe Petrovsky is, is the one to go for there. Very interesting fight. Aaron Blanchfield minus 425 against Manny McCann, plus 325. Now, uh, the one thing I would say, with my, look, Aaron Blanchfield looks a very good prospect coming through, and Molly's kind of, I suppose, got to this level before, I suppose, kind of dropped back down a bit and is now climbing her way back up. But I, I honestly, I, I think, I think the, um, the improvements in Molly are real. Honestly, I, I really do. I think she's a, a lot improved. I think this kind of, you know, the, the fame she has, I suppose, achieved with, with Paddy over the last while has actually sprung her into action, maybe. And not necessarily even sprung her, but has helped uh, along. And uh, I think she's much improved. Is she going to win this fight? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably pick Aaron Blanchfield straight up if I'm picking. But to, I, I think this price is maybe a little bit too much, if I'm being honest. Maybe, like... You know, minus 425, that's a big price. That is a big, big price. Maybe minus 250 would have been closer. Maybe, you know, plus 200 for Molly or something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'd probably avoid that one as well. That fight to go to a decision. Let's see what that is. Uh, minus 170. Mm, maybe that's the bet to go to there. Maybe. I mean, that, that's not a great bet either. I don't think so. I, I avoid that one. Let's stay away from it. Interesting fight here. Dominic Reyes, Ryan Span. Like, I remember watching tape before one Ryan Spann fight and, and thinking, like, I, I, I like a Ryan Spann by KO, you know? <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't always get him, but I'm like, I, I just like the way he knocks lads out <laughs> sometimes. Plus 450. Look, Reyes is the, the favorite here at minus 210, uh, plus 180 for Spann. Uh, I'd probably go for the Spann KO and avoid, like, the straight-up betting there. Very interesting fight. Brad Riddell uh, against Tanato Maikano. Minus one, two, three for Maikano. Uh, He's the favorite. Plus one or three for Riddell. But you know what? I'm, I'm going for Riddell here. I, I don't know. Is Maikano the same fighter as he as he once was? Um, the fight IQ recently as well with Maikano has just been like... he's It's one of those ones if you're talking about betting and you look at that and you're like, well, I know, I'm never betting on you again. <laughs> And, and I like my cat on. I've liked him down through the years, but like it's one of those ones. Like you know, no, keep. I'll answer that now, my cat. One fight I'm finding very hard to pick is Puelas and Hooker. Uh, minus one five five for Hooker Puelas plus one thirty five. I'm not sure where Hooker is. Like, I feel like Hooker in his prime at his best would beat Puelas, but I'm not sure if he's if his head is completely in it anymore or if he's. If things are going right for him, that might be a good bet on Puelas there. Another fight, like I'm almost afraid. Chris Gutierrez, Jesus. 
minus two two one plus one eighty six for Frankie Edgar. Like, I don't know. I mean, like Frankie Edgar, I I don't understand. I I really don't understand this. Like, you hip injury. He's got knocked out multiple times over and over. Like, Frankie Edgar should have retired a few years ago. And I was saying that a few years ago. So this is not, um, you know, being a general after battle or anything like that. <coughs> You've achieved so much in your career. Why not leave before all of those knockouts? And, all? and we all knew they were coming. And then they did come. And now you're going massively down in levels and are an underdog. Like, I just I, I just hope Frank Edgar comes out of this unscathed. And can roll off into the sunset. That's my one hope here. I'm not, I'm not giving a bet in this one. I I don't like this fight. I really I re- I hate it because I have great respect for Frank Edgar. And you know maybe some people think oh you're calling him from to retire. I'm calling him to retire because he's achieved everything. I don't want to see the man getting hurt. And we've seen that. And we've seen that. You know. Anyway, that's a, probably a thing for another day. Um, we talk about let, let's talk about Izzy and Pereira, and then we will jump back to the other two fights uh, and give them great respect that they deserve as well. Pereira plus one sixty five minus one ninety for Adesanya. I think that's great. I honestly, I think that's crazy. I was going to give Adesanya plus uh, minus one ninety straight up. He's minus one seven five. I hear and see him here in one pass. I just think that's crazy, lad. I, I think Izzy's going to win this fight. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. How, like, if you want to Pereira knockout, what is it? Plus 200 only? Only plus 200? Jeez. Plus 400 for the easy knockout. Like, maybe if he doesn't get the submission uh, and it goes to the ground, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe easy can get the ground and pound finish there. But I've seen some, like, what did I give it? Plus 1,400. He's plus 1,800 in some places. Plus 1,000 in other places. But it's around plus 1,400 for Adesanya by submission. Um, this fight to go to a decision, minus 115. I think that's that's not a bad price. Like if if it does turn into that stand up, Adesanya staying away from him sort of fight, which I think it it probably will. You know that's probably a good price there on that one. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't. I I find it hard to see. Like what's Adesanya to win by decision? Let's have a look at that one. Um, Adesanya to win by decision plus one twenty five. <clears throat> that's probably you know what that's probably a good price that's probably good. if you're going for straight up it that's good but i like my i like my flyer i'm going for my flyer anyway so be damned be damned at you all uh paria and chandler then minus 188 for paria michael chandler plus 150 i think that line is correct right down the middle uh the over one and a half rounds i love that price minus 130 the over one and a half rounds I think it will. I, I think it will. I, to go to the decision, plus 195. That's the bet I've given, obviously. I like that bet. Uh, what about the Poirier KO? Plus 165. Chandler KO, plus 400. Like, if you think the fight's going to... If you think I'm wrong and you think it's going to end inside the distance, you know, pick and choose there. Which one? Um, Poirier's won lots of fights by submission. Plus 900 to win by submission. Chandler is plus 650. I'm not sure why that is that way around, honestly. Maybe because Chandler's a better wrestler. But yeah, I don't, I don't see that. So, interesting prices there. And then Asparza versus Zhang Weili. Um, straight up plus 275 for Asparza, minus 400 for Zhang. Just about right as well. I, I probably, it probably should be a little wider, I would say, maybe. Uh, fight goes to decision, plus 130. Fight doesn't go to decision, minus 160. But I've gone, I've stolen a bit off of that. I've gone for the under at minus uh, one, what is it, minus 115. 
So very interesting that line. I think that's a good line. Uh, Esparza to to get the finish uh, to get the KO plus twelve hundred. Uh, Zhang Weili to get the, the, the KO plus 135 if you like her by submission plus 800 maybe not a bad bet because if Carlo goes for takedown Zhang lands on top I could see that so plus 800 for the Zhang Weili submission I like that bet I think that's a good bet um, Sparza inside the distance plus 750 Zhang inside the distance is minus 125 yeah I like that but like you're getting that, or you're getting the under four and a half rounds of minus one fifteen. I think that's probably a better price. So interesting there, Dan. That is uh that is the the bottom and top of the betting for this week. Let me just give a quick recap of my bets. Manny Athan over in Cage Warriors, straight up plus two forty. Tom Breeze, straight up money line, minus one four three over in KSW. I'm going for the under four and a half rounds for Zhang Weili against Carlos Bars at minus one fifteen. I'm going for Chandler versus Parry to go to the decision. Plus 195 and a mad flyer for this week. Israel Adesanya by submission. Plus 1600. Okay, if those bets come off, we'll be all fairly rich this time next week. So enjoy it. Uh, enjoy the fights this weekend. Have a great time at your betting. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com. We'll see you all next time.